Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode, I speak to comic book creator and writer Matt Coon about what comics he would take into an alien invasion apocalypse. But before we get into it, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Comic Scene, where you can read comic news and become part of a community of fellow comic lovers. To find out more, be sure to visit comicscene.org. On a side note, if you enjoy the show today, please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast service you use. As not only will let me know that you liked it, but believe that helps make other people aware of the show as well. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Matt Kund. How's it going? Hey, Sam. Thanks so much for for having me. I'm really excited to to get to talk to you here. Oh, absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I mean, we've, we've both had to be incredibly patient with uh, some technical difficulties before going on the show. So we've been going back and forth for like the past 20 minutes on email. But uh, we got there in the yeah. end, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Uh, it's uh, it's one of those things where um, I did the IT secret that uh, you always get is uh, how, how about you reboot your machine and see see if that works. So uh, that that was that was the stuff that I I finally got to, and that seemed to have worked out as as, as well as possible. So yeah, the good the good old power cycle. That's what it's about, as they say. Like that's the technical term, apparently. Um, but uh, that aside, uh, Ratkun, thank you so much for coming on Comics for the Apocalypse. And for those that haven't come across you just yet, what do you do in the world of comics? Uh, I think a, a good description would be a comics creator. Um, mostly work as a writer. Um, I have dabbled in some illustration myself. I, I had a story that I wrote and drew myself. Um, that was going to come out. I think uh, it's been delayed. We're going to give that another shot, but that would be my first time as a uh, a writer artist. I'm also a publisher. I'm a part of Ageless Press um, with my partner, uh, Brett Murphy. He's done the uh, Paranormal Hitman comics for Behemoth and, and a few other series over there. Um, then I'm a podcaster as well. Um, I do the Constructing Comics uh, podcast with my partner um, Noah Ray, who was also the the letterer on the on the book that we're we're getting here to talk about. Very cool, and and that book um, has just launched on Kickstarter, hasn't it? Correct. Um, I launched it um, April first, two thousand twenty three. So um, in between all of the emails and jokes that people were posting online about the things that were happening to them that turned out to be April Fool's joke. I was trying to get people to to see a Kickstarter and amidst all the uh, April Fool's nonsense online. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that book is called Metalegal. So, you, so give us a bit of a flavor about what, what, what that is. Yeah, so um, I one day I was sitting there and I was thinking about what would be different ways that the the CIA or the the American intelligence um, organization might try to travel around Europe and compete uh, and complete uh, spying missions. So I came up with the idea that they would be in a a heavy metal 
um, rock band, um, and that would be their front to allow them to travel around uh, different European um, locations, um, sort of spying um, and rocking out at the same time. Um, so that that was that was the 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 idea um kind of crazy kind of kind of silly um and since then i've sort of built it up from there a little bit uh, the plan is for this to be a a four issue series um for sort of different missions that they'll go on um first issue that's on kickstarter right now is for for issue 1 um the the title of that is for those about to rock um, we pulled that from the, the ACDC song, um, thinking, you know, we, we were just getting started, um, and Metal Eagle's about, just about to, to start rocking. So that's, that's the title there. Um, and with this first issue, um, there's a couple of things. There's, uh, an origin story of how the, the, the management of the CIA comes up with this idea, um, and then we sort of have a, a, a main plot where we are tracking a aging rock star. Um, his name is Ali Osgood. He's very much a um, Ali Osborne. I'm sorry, Ozzy Osborne um, stand-in. Um, and my thinking here was: imagine if um, Ozzy Osborne had a code or an override code to, to something that you needed and you just sort of had to um, wade, your through, wade yourself through all the sort of the, the mumbling gibberish that he's going to, to tell you before you actually get to what you need and, and figuring out in this mumbling what the, what the important thing is, this, this sort of code or override code that, that Metal Eagle is out to find. That's awesome, and I've got to say the the I mean the premise is great, but the but the 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 artwork is absolutely fascinating, um, and yeah, really unique. Yeah, I um I, I found Gonzalo's uh, art on on Instagram. I I put in a. I put in a search for comic book art um, and I was just sort of scrolling through all of the, the, the hashtag and, and I saw his stuff mm. and I was just really taken aback by it. Um, and I reached out and I was like, Hey, you know, I, I have this project that I want to work on. This is the premise. Um, what do you think? Um, and he's like, sure. Um, I'd love to, to come on board and, um, We've been working on this for for about two years now. Um, wow! It's Crazy. been at a number of different places for for pop, possible publishing, um, but recently I've taken the rights back to the book, mm-hmm. and that's why it's yeah. it's at Kickstarter now. Yeah. Um, as I said earlier, it's going to be four issues long, and Gonzalo and I are are working on the fourth issue right now. Um, we have about 10 pages of, of art to do there. Um, so the, the, the risk or the hurdle of, of getting all of the, the artwork done for these is, is not something that, uh, I have to worry about too much being this far ahead. Um, Mm -hmm. three complete issues completely drawn, um, most of the first two, um, are lettered and, um, 
the fourth issue, you know, I see a page or two from, from Gonzalo, um, every, every week or so. So I anticipate being done completely with the book, um, this first series, um, probably in about a month, maybe a month and a half, um, to have all of the art done. So, um, that would be one thing that I hope, um, you know, sort of calms fears, um, when you go to Kickstarter, I've done books in the past where I've had, um, half the book done. Uh, when I first started, I only had two pages done, but with this, the, the book is done. Um, it's lettered, um, it's ready to go. I'm actually probably during the course of the, um, Kickstarter, um, and hopefully this is not a jinx, but I will probably also, um, start uploading the files to a printer, um, so that I can have those formatted and just, you know, Kickstarter closes, um, fingers crossed we're funded. Um, I'll have all of that stuff worked on and done. I can just sort of then click the, yes, um, you have the files. Let's go ahead and, and print books and, and ship them. So, um, I'm trying to have everything, um, you know, addressed as much as possible, um, and turn this around as quickly as possible. Nice man, nice. Um, and uh, yeah, no. So if if folks want to go check it out, it's uh, Metal Eagle on uh, Kickstarter, and of course those that link is in the show notes as well. And where else can people find you online, Matt? Oh, awesome. So I uh, I have a website. Um, it's mattcoon dot com. Um, that's probably the the most central um, location to go to, um, and then. I believe it's the left side of my webpage. Um, there's icons for my IG, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I have a Substack, um, an email newsletter um, where I will, you know, give some behind the scenes, um, just sort of occasionally check in with people and say, hey, you know, I got a project going on, a friend's got a project going on, or, um, you know, I just recorded a podcast, uh, you know, with some some cool folks and, you know, try to help them get the word out about their book, you know, that I might use my sub stack there, but uh, yeah, mattcoon.com. That's M A T T K U N D. Um, and that's D as in David.com. That's probably the easiest place. Nice man. And of course those are links are in the show notes as well. Um, so yeah, feel free to click through to those guys. Um, now uh, that aside, unfortunately, um just as your kickstarter has launched there's also been a launch of in, of aliens invading <laughs> earth and so uh my question for you is what is your action plan for survival in this alien invasion yeah well that's that's a very interesting when you were saying that um i had launched the kickstarter and the alien invasion had uh started on the same day that i would wonder i wonder how that would work cuz normally i am a a chronic refresher of my Kickstarter page, but maybe the, uh, the, the stress or the, the, you know, having to deal with an alien invasion, I might, uh, not have all of the, uh, stress of checking my Kickstarter, but I, I did come up with an idea. Um, and I think that this fits with some of my, my storytelling. I very much love, uh, conspiracy theories, um, and when I say that, I love them, not that I believe 
them or you know believe every one of them but i love them as far as like a, a storytelling aspect so i was thinking that i would have here again to stick with sort of what i do the the cia there is these um conspiracy theories that they have these sort of hologram programs where they can um, project images into the sky so I was thinking that I would like to get the CIA to open up that program, do some holograms in the sky to maybe deceive the the alien invasion and have them go over to this other, you know, possible attacking force to see what's going on there so that other people could could sneak away. So sort of a high-tech diversion of uh the the alien invasion was was something I was thinking about nice man that's a that's a really smart way to do it um and uh just distract them that way um and and whilst that's going on what's your <clears throat> what's your kind of you know plan for yourself individually um i would i think i would like to uh hunker down um i uh, i'm a bit of i'm a, i'm a bit of an introvert um this this last couple of years of of covid um, and, uh, you know, living in a basement, working from home, um, being on a computer, um, still able to, you know, do things like this, get together, record. I think I would just sort of hunker down and, and, and try to, to, to stay out of the way. Um, uh, certainly early on, um, when there's probably a bunch of chaos, um, and then maybe, maybe go out and, and scavenge. But I, I would think early on, I'd want to, I'd want to stay out of the way. Sure thing, man. Um, and is is anybody going to join you in your your hunkering down? Oh, for sure. I would. Uh, I would definitely. Uh, I would definitely have my my family, wife, uh, son, daughter, and uh, two dogs. Um, hopefully the uh, the internet stays up um, pretty long. Um, if we're going to be staying out of the way, but um, yeah, we would all we would all be at home um, hunkered down for sure. Nice man, um, and yeah, no, um, just over uh, dinner one night, um, whatever tinned um food you're able to find, <laughs> um, in uh, in kind of like a shutdown society, uh, that the alien invasion has become, um, over over that over your family dinner, they start asking you questions about comics and things like that, and uh, the first question they ask you is what's what's the first comic you remember enjoying. Okay. Um, so I don't know the exact issue number. I know the, the general area of, of where we probably were in the, the, the run, but it was the, the Marvel GI Joe comics. Um, I'm old enough that I would have seen the, the cartoon in the eighties and then walked into, to a drugstore and seen uh the comic on on a spinner rack it was probably in the low 40s um i remember getting issue 50 and it sort of being a whole dollar um because it was more pages and i remember how painful it was to have to uh part with a a whole dollar to to pay for it for a comic um but it was definitely the 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 marvel gi joes were the the comics the the books that got me into comics through the cartoon, which was um, the cartoon um, 
was meant to to sell toys um which i did get but they they also succeeded and um getting me to buy comic books as well awesome um and so yeah obviously that's where things started for you in comics but where when did it start to become a creative outlet for you yeah so uh, it was probably uh, i got really serious about this probably about five to, to six years ago i um i was at my day job um and it was i was sort of going through a period where um, i had just become a, a father um so there was a bit of stress there um i had taken a new job which was um the the deadlines and the the time frames were were much more stressful and i had a I had an illness in the family that was just sort of something that was on the back of my mind a lot. Um, so I was sitting there and I can remember it being very cold and gray um, outside my office window. And I can remember the office environment was also very bland and gray. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm working on a spreadsheet. And I started thinking, I'm like, what was something that made me um happy when when i was a kid so i was like oh you know i i really enjoyed collecting and, and, and reading comics so smartphones that were were you know in everybody's pockets podcasts were just starting so i'm like i'm just gonna listen to people talk about something that i enjoy so i searched for uh comic books uh in the podcasting app and and i found a bunch of podcasts um that would i would just listen to it and and learn um and then you know it was the process of of getting a pull list going out every wednesday to get my books and it just sort of snowballed from there it was just you know i was back into it and i just decided that um i was going to make comics um i had a put a couple of pitches on early on and um you know they they right rightfully so were were rejected they they needed some work i was still really early on in in the prox- process of of learning stories and writing um but then i found kickstarter um and i was able to you know still make stuff without the 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 gatekeepers um you know telling me no or you know this project's not right for us or the the timing's not right so just sort of getting the the spark of wanting to get back to the comics, read comics, learn about comics, then just sort of deciding to 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 make them. That's that's how I got serious about um, my my comics career. Very cool, man. Very cool. Um, now going back to the dinner table, yeah. um, your family asked, "What's the funniest comic that you've read?" So I, I thought about this uh, when you gave me the, the pre-show um, uh, notes. Um, there was a, a comic that Marvel put out called Strange Tales uh, that had a lot of underground artists doing different different stories um, set in the in the Marvel universe, but they were more comedic. Um, you know, you had folks like Raphael, Grandpa. Um, I, I believe the, the, the story that made me laugh out loud was one that was done by, by Mark, Mike Allred, who did um, some Silver Surfer comics later. 
but there's a there's a story there where where Wolverine and Nightcrawler are on a you know a road trip so it's sort of a buddy almost a buddy cop story as they go across um the United States of America um and they stop and like sort of typical dude fashion um they're they're in the men's room together and um again in sort of typical dude fashion you know they're they they're they're talking about girls and and stuff like that and uh they're 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 in the bathroom and and one of them sort of just goes Psylocke in sort of like you know that sort of way guys talk to each other like do you think she's do you think she's hot do you think she's cool and to that the other one I believe it's Nightcrawler um, says the the Asian or the British one because that whole Betsy Braddock being Psylocke um, thing is a, is a bit uh, is a bit convoluted but the fact that they had to you know, make a joke in that the fact that Psylocke has been both a, a British woman and, and an Asian woman, um, uh, th- that that made me sort of chuckle out loud. Yeah, it's a nice one. Yeah. And there, you're able to kind of encapsulate kind of what's well, quite possibly a quite a complicated storyline into into like a one-liner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And, I, 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 and I'm not quite exactly sure, but uh, I mean, it's a bit... Um, yeah, that's a, it's a really complicated storyline. I'd have to go back to try to figure out all of how that whole body uh, swapping thing goes on. Because I actually think now um, Betsy's back in her 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 British body and in, in current comics, so they they they've changed a lot of stuff there there. No doubt, that's funny. Uh, now uh, changing gears quite suddenly. What's the saddest? comic or most upsetting moment in a comic that you've read so this was something that i would have had to have read in 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 a collected edition i was i wasn't reading amazing spider-man or even it even that i'm a a bit um up there in years i'm not old enough to have read this as it came out but i think it's the death of gwen stacy um a, a couple of things it's uh, you know, a lot of people think that it's the end of the the Silver Age in in comics, um, but I think it's one of those things where you could argue that it it made comics pretty serious, um, and it also kind of made comics in a weird way. And Amazing Spider-Man should be for kids, but it almost became not a not a kids comic to to have Peter deal with the the death of a girlfriend and you know there's the whole aspect of him using his web to try to catch her from falling and um her back breaking like did his effort to save her actually you know cause her death so i think it's the gwen the death for me it's the death of gwen stacy yeah man that was quite quite a shocker for quite a quite a lot of people wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Um, do, you, do, you, do you remember kind of, did you come come across it when it came out? When no. It first came out? Um, no. I, I, I knew that it was something that had happened and I would not have, I would not have read it um, until I would have possibly, and I'd have to go check my, my stacks of books, but it, in a collection of old spider-man stories that i that i mm. would have read yeah but because what, what what year was that i want to say it's, it's, 
I want to say it's mid to late 70s. Does that sound about right? Let's have a look. Sorry, folks. There you go, 73. 73. Summer of 73. Yeah. So that's even, you know, I, I, I think for, you know, most people who think about this or, you know, could be argued, think about comics way too, too much. You know, we have the grim and great, uh, gritty stuff in 86 where, you know, we have Dark Knight, we have Watchmen. Um, but you could argue that that's, you know, what, 13 years before that? And that's a real moment where comics got grim and, and gritty for, for the readers. Yeah, properly. And as he said, it's kind of, <clears throat> obviously it's the fact that, you know, Spider-Man kind of ish caused it. I yeah. mean, if he hadn't a caught her, she still would have died. <laughs> but it was kind of like that. Um, what was it? It's the, it's the trolley um, problem, isn't it? Where, you know, you can either pull a lever to change the train tracks to kill like three people versus one person. Yeah. Like, which do you do? And like, if you like pull it, are you then responsible for like less death or like murder or <laughs> like, it's like this crazy um, philosophical ethical question. Is that? Yeah. 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 That's, that's, yeah. That's a good way. Of the, it's a good way to sort of use it as an analogy of, or yeah, um, you know, she, she certainly was in dire straits falling, um, but it does not help Peter's psyche or mentality. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly, you know, and he's always going to second guess yeah. guess that, right? So, yeah, exactly yeah. that, exactly that. No, that's a good one. Um, and then, uh, yeah, moving on to uh, a, a different approach again. Uh, what's the scariest comic that you've read? So. Um, I, I'm I'm going to go with Neonomicon by by Alan Moore. Um, it uh, it's a book that I still think about um, to this day after reading it. Um, it's it's a very Lovecraftian um, in story. So you, you you know you have a lot of going into you know scary locations and. And people, you know, seeing things and not sure if what they saw was real and, and being driven to madness. Um, and um, do do we have a, a bit of a, a rating on this show? I'm not going to I'm not going to cuss, but there's a there's a bit of a um, sort of sexually explicit um, part in that. Um, if yeah no, go, go 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 ahead, Matt. But yeah, you know, listen, listen to warning. Yeah. Um, if you if you if you got. You know, uh, anybody around you, be careful. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, just uh, just be careful if you if you have little ears around. But there's there's a monster, um, sort of in a basement grotto, and and one of the main characters, um, it has this sort of um, insatiable sexual appetite. So at one point, just to sort of calm the the monster down, um, the one of the characters uh gives the the monster a bit of hand hand release um there and it's and it's shown on on a panel so it's just sort of like you're like oh okay that's that's really disturbing and and, and that scary. just happens so, yeah so um <laughs> pretty full on 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's something that uh, I still think about. That it's like, all right, yeah, um, there was a comic where 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 that disturbing thing um, happened. So <laughs> maybe not. Crazy. Maybe scary and maybe leaning a little bit more toward dis- d- disturbing, but yeah, that's yes. yeah. It's one of those things that you can't unsee. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Unfortunately, if I ever, so. if, when, when when I'm ever with a bunch of friends and and we start talking about something and it sort of veers to the unusual, um, you know, it'll be uh, and somebody will be like, "Hey, you remember in Neonomicon?" And everyone's like, "Yep, I remember when when that <laughs> oh, happened." Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair play. Uh, now uh, moving on to my favorite question: um, What is your favorite cover? Okay, so there's going to be a lot of GI Joe on on my list. Um, GI Joe fifty three. Um, it is a Mike Zach cover, um, and it's pretty basic. It's 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 a uh, snake eyes standing there with 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 an Uzi. Um, but I also one of the reasons why I really like it is it is the twenty five year anniversary of Marvel. So all of the books that came out that month had a border of all not all but most of the major um marvel characters around the side so um yeah that that's my favorite cover one of two things um gi joe is my favorite book i was a bit of a, a marvel zombie growing up so we got that and um, since I've been going to cons, I've been pretty lucky. Um, I got Larry Hama to sign that book at a show. He was the he was the writer, and I got Jim Shooter to sign it. He was the editor. Um, not on the same book; it's on a different book. Um, but I have it autographed by by Mike Zach. Um, so that that's my favorite cover. Um, related to that in, in an interesting story, uh, one of the books that I published with, um, Ageless Press was called Dino Thrashers. Um, it was a very Saturday morning, um, Transformers, G.I. Joe, um, you know, concept, uh, Ninja Turtles, all of that stuff that like you would have, you would have watched, but we did a, we did a um, homage cover to G.I. Joe 53, where one of the dinosaurs is in the same sort of pose as Snake Eyes from, from G.I. Joe. And then we bordered the the issue with different characters from, from Dino Thrashers. Um, and when I had met Larry Hama, I gave him the G.I. Joe 53 to sign first. And underneath of it was the the, the homage cover. Um, so after he slid that, he saw that we had, um, done that cover and it gave him a chuckle. So, um, to show him that we had, um, homage, one of my favorite covers, uh, in a book that, that he had done. Um, that was, that was pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, it's, it's always kind of rewarding, like, is it just as a, you know, creator to, yeah, get that kind of yeah pay payback for, for like some hard work that you put in and things like yeah. that so uh, no very cool um and no that's a that's a that's a great cover um and uh yeah as you say kind of like simple but like very effective and 
the um the Marvel character border is very is very nice as well. Yeah, it's 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 you know, when you're um when you're a young kid and you know it's the 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 early 80s uh you know we don't we don't you don't have the internet um and you get this book and you go around the border and you're like okay i kind of know who this character is but then you 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 might see somebody else and you're like oh that guy looks or that you know that female character looks super cool i wonder who they are and then you just it just sort of builds from there so it's it's one of those that one is one of those that covers one of those really cool things where you know it's it's my favorite series um it's you know by the 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 publisher that i've read the most of and then i get to i get to see all these other cool characters in the border so yeah another another reason why i like it totally man totally uh now uh what comic do you repeatedly read the most okay so um I would have to go with Watchmen. Um, I don't reread a lot, but what I do reread is 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 Watchmen, just because of a couple of things: the the importance of it, um, and to um, just revisit it um, because I, I I feel like I, I I get something new on on every read, um, and uh, yeah, so it's Watchmen is is what i i read i've reread the most so um it's also also been very helpful lately um to to reread that because you know we've we've had some some watchmen related stories um of late like the the tom king rorschach series um i enjoyed that a lot and um my my co-host on constructing comics is is a little bit better at recall with all of the the watchman stuff but when we were when we were going through that he was like oh no that's that's this way because that happens in in the 86 series so um rereading it just because there's a lot of new um dc stuff that's that's touching um on it um and i did really enjoy the the hbo um watchman series um so rereading the the comic is is a comfort um and when stuff happens in the, in that series yeah totally man um yeah it's, it's just it's it's very rereadable as well isn't it um as you say kind of you find something new every time or you like just even you you know as you go through life your perspective changes yeah. some somewhat and you know you can kind of appreciate the different characters point of view yeah <laughs> some in different ways <laughs> and it's definitely not uh it's i i enjoy a quick read here and there um metal eagle probably um shades more to 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 a quick read but you know as much as i enjoy um reading a, a good daredevil comic you know some of those i can i can get through fairly quickly you know it's jumping from buildings it's fighting a villain um you know handing the villain over to to the to law enforcement and then jumping off the building and, and being on your way but with watchmen that's not a that's not a fast read so i think a, another reason why it lends itself to to reread is that it's it's that nine panel grid it's the 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 pacing is pretty much the the the, the same um and it it definitely takes a while to to get through it so um 
again, another reason why it probably lends itself to, to rereading. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then following that, uh, what's the most meaningful comic to you? Okay. So I told you there's going to be a lot of G.I. Joe on this list. Um, but the most meaningful comic to me is G.I. Joe 21. That is the, the, the silent issue um, where, where Snake Eyes has to, um, well, he thinks that he has to, but thankfully um, Scarlet is not as much a damsel in distress. Um, she, she's very capable, uh, but it's the two of them escaping um, a Cobra sort of base, but there's absolutely no dialogue balloons through, uh, through the story. It's all told through panels. So I, I think why it's important to me is that it's, it shows the beauty and the magic of telling comics and story um, that you can do it a number of, of ways you can be Alan Moore and you can be very verbose and, you know, write nine panel grids, very slow talking heads, intrigue, um, conversation, or you can have a, you know, an action thriller where we're, you know, we're escaping, we're, we're, we're fighting, um, and we're just moving very fast. So, um, GI Joe 21 is my, my most meaningful comic. Very nice, man, and uh, yeah, no, no worries at all that there's there's so much GIJ in there. I'm sure I'm I'm sure a lot of the listeners out there will appreciate it. <laughs> it's, it can kind of like bring back a lot of nostalgia. God, to, yeah. uh, remember remembering that in in many different ways as well. So yeah, no, all good. Um, and then uh, what's the most underrated comic for you? So for for me, the most underrated comic is. Um... And one that I don't think a lot of people talk about is as Pax Romano um, by by Jonathan Hickman. Um, for for myself, I tend to be a bit of a concept writer. Uh, I'm trying to improve my skill of you know character development and um, you know likability for for characters or you know having a a protagonist that you can identify with or 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 root for but what really gets me excited is is concept and uh, i'm not sure if you're you're familiar with this book but basically um the the catholic church is the the first organization to to get a time machine um and in sort of the 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 high concept or the the Jonathan Hickman of it is instead of like doing good with this time machine, they decide that they're going to go into the past and take out um, historical uh, figures or leaders from from other religions to ensure that they are the the dominant. Um, religion on earth and i just i just love the concept of you know what would it be like if somebody had a time machine and then it was somebody that you wouldn't expect to have it and then they do this really this really crazy random thing with it so yeah pax romano the catholic church having a time machine and Instead of using it for good, they use it for 
um, their own personal gain um, and a bit of Terminator, let's go in the past and, and, and take out these these people so that we, we can influence uh, future events. So that's my most underrated book. And I, it was what got me excited to, to tell stories myself. So that's that's my pick there. Very cool. And yeah, as you say, it's, a, it's kind of a, quite an unexpected um, uh, premise, really. Um, so that's, uh, that's fascinating. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check that out because I haven't I hadn't come across it at all. So yeah, I I I, um, I I got to talk to Jonathan Hickman really briefly at uh, at Heroes Con, and you know I I had mentioned to him that I really I really liked it. Um, we were at a sort of a uh, after con um, event, so there was a lot of chaos going on, a lot of people trying to get a lot of people's attention so i wasn't able to ask him but i would have loved to ask him sort of what what was the first idea was it like let's give a weird organization or somebody we wouldn't expect to a time machine or was his first thought like what if you had this time machine and you used it for for bad or or for evil as opposed to using it for good so I, i wonder what his first thought there was but i didn't get a chance to ask him yeah, it's a shame. I'd I'd like to find the answer to that as well. Yeah. But uh yeah, maybe maybe we'll get we'll get Jonathan on the on the show one day. <laughs> and I can <Yeah>. ask him. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh we can but dream. Um and then uh finally, if you could only take one comic into the apocalypse, which would it be? So I, I thought about this as well. Um I, I was originally I was like, do I want like a zombie or uh, an invasion book to use as sort of reference material um but then i decided to to go about this a little differently and i think that i would take a punisher a, a collection of, of of punisher stories um and the the reason why i'm saying that this is um i would use that as a, a mindset i want to get into that um i'm frank castle it's me versus the world um, uh, I'm a man on a, on a mission. I'm singularly focused. Um, so just sort of using a, a Punisher story to, to sort of get myself, uh, psyched up to go out and, uh, take care of business and, and be a, a man against the world. I'd, I'd like to take a, a Punisher trade and just sort of use that to, uh, prepare myself for the outside world. That's a, that's probably a good idea. You gotta you gotta become quite dog eat dog. I think yeah. <laughs> when it comes to like an alien invasion or just an apolo- apocalypse, full stop. Really, probably. Um, so uh, yeah, that's 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 a, that's a good tactic. I like it. And then along along with that, what weapon, tool, or useful item would you like to take with you as well? Weapon tool. Um... Seems like a good hunting knife would um, serve a, a number of purposes. Defense, um, somewhat of a tool, and and, and a cooking uh, cooking item. So a, a nice uh, a nice hunting a h- nice hunting knife. Maybe with a. I remember being a kid. We probably should not have handled them, but um, 
Uh, I remember going to like uh, Army Navy surplus stores, and and there was knives. I think even some had compasses in the in the handle. So um, maybe maybe a knife with a compass. Nice, yeah, good, good old classic. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, tried, tried and tested, as they yeah. say. So very good. Uh, well, Matt Curden, thank you so much for uh, sharing your comments with the apocalypse. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks, I appreciate it. Hey, no worries. Um, and for the listeners one more time, where can they find you online? Yeah, awesome. I have a website, um, mattcoon.com. I'm probably most active on Twitter. Um, I have uh, my, my handle there is at mcoon. Um, Instagram, um, I post pictures of, of stuff that I draw. Um, most of what I post is uh, art from artists that I'm working on. My, my Instagram is just my name, Matt uh, Kuhn, um, M-A-T-T-K-U-N-D um, website as well. Um, but that's, those are the best places. Excellent. Well, thanks again, Matt. Um, best of luck with the rest of the campaign. Um, and you're welcome back anytime. Thanks. I appreciate it. Hey, no worries, man. You take care. Will do. Bye. Thanks again to Matt for being on Comics for the Apocalypse. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please, please, please leave a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, um, but I believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Matt's work or follow him on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news and other fun sequential art stuff. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the near future, I'll see you next time. Bye for now.